For those of you who aren't familiar with upstate New York, that is a blessing in November, especially on November 8th. So I'll take it. I just got back from a walk. We went to the farmer's market and I only bought one thing. So I guess that's good. And actually, I can't even say I bought it because Karen bought it for me because she loves me because I gave her presents that someone else gave me. So this whole pay it forward thing really uh, (laughs) is circling back today for me. Um, pretty, pretty happy, pretty busy today. I have lots of meetings on a Sunday. I've just, I've declared Sunday a work day for myself and that's okay because I need to get ready for Mondays, right? So that's something I'm still sorting through is exactly how my time will work now that life is a little different, but it'll sort itself out. I, I have faith. So, oh, I got to tell you. I don't have COVID. Yay. Uh, my, my test result came back yesterday about two minutes before I was supposed to leave for Friendsgiving last night. And that made me so happy. And I was able to spend quality time with a bunch of fun people. And the host and her family are always amazing. And I got my first turkey dinner of the year. Oh, my God. The whole thing. The turkey, the gravy, the stuffing. The, the whole gamut, pumpkin pie with pumpkin ice cream and Cool Whip on it. Does it get better than that? I'm pretty sure it doesn't. So thank you. Shout out to Stephanie and Tim and everybody that was there last night. Uh, really had a nice time. Okay, November 8th, Paul Engel says, Wisdom is knowing when you can't be wise. One of the most important things we learn in recovery is that we can't handle everything on our own. We couldn't handle our disease alone, and we still can't. Sometimes we still hold on to the hope that someday we'll learn to control our addiction, but it's a false hope. We may be tempted to try some old slippery people or places again, thinking we can handle this just once. Or we may fall into some slippery behavior, being dishonest, a little manipulative, clinging on to our resentment because someone doesn't deserve my forgiveness. That was in quotes. In recovery, we accept powerlessness every day, not just when we first get sober or quit gambling. Recovery is about regaining power over our lives, not over our addiction. This is why we turn our lives over to a higher power. When it comes to our addiction, we can't handle it alone. We can't tempt ourselves with it, and we can't excuse it or use it as an alibi anymore. If we want recovery, we are wise to stick with winners, Go to meetings, stay honest with our sponsor and ourselves, and pray for the strength to recognize our weaknesses. Today, let me recognize what I can handle and ask for help. This reading, I think, applies to everyone, right? Like, even if you weren't necessarily addicted to gambling. But we'll talk about it more in the sense of of gamblers wanting to quit and, and stay well. And... For those of you who may not struggle with gambling addiction or any addiction, um, think about how this can apply to you. So 
this to me is about asking for help. And this reading, this, there's a couple parts I like and a couple parts I actually don't maybe agree with completely. This, sometimes we still hold on to the hope that someday we'll learn to control our addiction, but it's a false hope. I believe that for people, I, I, I believe that on some level. And the the level I believe that on is when we don't do the house cleaning and don't heal the wounds and don't address whatever led us to gamble in the first place. I've seen many times people want to... They, they want to go back or they want to stay connected to their gambling community or they're like, oh, I'll go back and I'll try it like an ordinary person. And, uh, you know, I haven't gambled in X amount of time. It's not a problem anymore. They call that, I think, harm reduction in some cases. And it talks in here about like testing that, that fate. And if you haven't done the house cleaning, there's absolutely hundred percent chance that you will fail at this. That's what I believe because I've seen it happen over and over again, myself included. Uh, when I thought I was going back just to play the free play after so many years of, of not gambling, I was wrong. It, you know, maybe it doesn't happen the first time we go back, but gosh, it sure does catch up with us because I never did the house cleaning. I never did the work. We may be tempted to try out some old slippery people and places again, thinking we can handle it just this once. That's the part I totally agree. We, we can't do that. And these attributes like being dishonest and manipulative and clinging to resentments, that's the house cleaning, right? If we're doing those things and we're not honest enough to call ourselves out or to understand if we're being manipulative or dishonest or harboring resentments, then yeah, absolutely. We're keeping that negative shit in our bucket. So we don't have a shot. We, we just don't have a shot of success. Now this part, I don't, I'm not so crazy about. In recovery, we accept powerlessness every day. And this is part of where my thinking is shifting away from some of the fundamentals of 12-step. Now I still believe in 12-step. Don't get me wrong. I still think there's a lot of value in working the steps, whether you're an addict or not. But the powerlessness part, I don't, I don't like framing it that way because we do have the power. We have the power to do the work and to be honest and to do the house cleaning. Instead of just saying, I'm broken and I can't gamble to fix my brokenness. Like that's true. We probably are all broken or have issues or whatever that language looks like. And I hate having the negative connotation in the language. So that's why I'm struggling with, with that part of it. But how about we reframe it and say, okay, I couldn't control the things that happened maybe or maybe in some cases I could. But either way, what I can control is the right now. I can control how I handle things in this moment and in these moments going forward. I could be open-minded. I can choose having good, healthy thinking over having an attitude. Like, it shouldn't 
it shouldn't feel like we're not in control of our lives because we are in control of our lives or we can be in control of our lives. Again, it's not just like we wake up, oh, today I'm in control and everything is great. That's not what I'm saying, guys. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that we can take back the control if we choose to do the work. I'm watching this with one of my friends now. One of my friends that I know could have used listening to this show the whole time or could could learn from having a counselor or from uh, seeking help or doing the inner work, but she wasn't ready. And she's just starting to transition into that, that way where she's like, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff I've been holding on to. Now, she didn't just wake up one day and go, okay, I'm ready to change the world. She woke up one day so defeated that she could barely function. And, and our bodies and our minds get to that point where enough is just enough, right? That's usually when people start to design the switch. And the, this is very early on in her journey. And when I talked to her this week and she's like, yeah, you know, I haven't addressed this stuff. I've never talked about this stuff. And when we talk about it, although it hurts in the moment, I will tell you, it will free you up. Now, you have to talk to someone you trust and someone that, you know, you can confide in without your secrets turning into drama or judgment. So select carefully would be my advice. But her her new life journey starts today. Like enough is enough. You know, you can call it rock bottom. You can call whatever. And I'm and she's not even she's not um, she wasn't actively drinking I I think she was gambling through the years it's not for me to say whether or not that was an issue for her did she use it to maybe escape I think so but again none of that's my business to say but what I can say is there's a lot of healing that needs to happen and now her eyes and ears are open to that and it's possible for anyone if it can happen for her after 20 something years of of her bucket overflowing into a suitcase, into a family of suitcases, into a truckload of suitcases. Um, if she can get there, you can get there too. So keep that in mind. So, so take away that powerlessness attitude. Yeah, your powerlessness over gambling, if that's what you're using to medicate yourself and to uh, fuel dragging around the suitcases. But you're not powerless over emptying those suitcases and sorting through them and uncluttering your brain and your soul and your body of all that shit. You do have the power to work on that. When it comes to our addiction, we can't handle it alone. We can't tempt ourselves with it and we can't excuse it or use it as an alibi anymore. And that's true, right? That's what fuels keeping the negative shit in our bucket because we're not, we're not doing the other things to empty the bucket. If we want recovery, we are wise to stick with winners, go to meetings, stay honest with our sponsor and ourselves, and pray for the strength to recognize our weaknesses. And and these are all true. Meetings, whether it's 12-step or Dharma recovery or, or whatever the things are, it puts us in a place to surround ourselves with folks that hopefully can help lift us up and help us see things that we can't see in ourselves right away. And that's what I would challenge you to do. I mean, there's there's bullshit in every meeting, right? 
But, well, maybe not every meeting. I hate using those words too. Oh, I hate using hate. So I guess I, I'm really screwing up my vocab today. Those, aren't, those words don't serve me, so I, I want them gone. There's an opportunity at every meeting to learn something if you go in with open ears. And as you listen to other people, think about what the messages are you're hearing and how do they apply to yourself. Some will, some won't. Some may turn on a little light bulb. You might have to hear the same message a hundred times, a hundred different ways for it to go off, but it, it will help if you're in that zone of, of wanting to get better. And you have to be honest. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with people along the ride with you. It's one of my frustrations when I'm working with someone and, and they do they're lying to themselves, which then makes it so they're lying to me because I could see the truth through the bullshit. I can totally see it even when they can't. But it's not my job to call bullshit because they're not going to hear me. They're not going to be ready. It just doesn't it doesn't work that way. So challenge yourself to be honest with yourself so that people can help you. And I think that the biggest takeaway from this reading is this last line, and I think this really embodies it. Today, let me recognize what I can't handle and ask for help. So it's two parts. It's it's acknowledging what is too much for you to bear and then asking for help. And it's freaking okay to ask for help, guys. Like, think about this. And I'm going to be dark here for a minute. But what about all those people that have committed suicide? What if they had asked for help instead of instead of the alternative? Would you have helped them? If someone called you and said, I think I'm going to take my life today because I don't want to ask people for help. And I think that this is a better solution. What would you do? Do you, do you want to be in that place? It's that serious. And maybe it's not the first couple times, the first little things that you think you need help with or you want to vent with. I mean, I count on you guys for help every single freaking day that I record a show. When I have that opportunity to download and get the stuff off my chest that doesn't need to be weighing down my suitcase. You guys motivate me and help me by being here. Why wouldn't you want to give someone that opportunity to help you or have your listening ears on so you can help other people. There's, there's too much loss around addiction. Just too much freaking loss. And we can do better. And it's okay to ask for help. Every single person listening, I imagine. Now, I, I haven't met you all personally, so I really shouldn't speak for you. But I'm fairly confident that you would prefer someone ask for help overtaking their own life or hanging on to the addiction. I just I just believe that. I believe that with with every ounce of me. So um, if you need help, guys, reach out. Reach out. If you want to reach out to me, go ahead. Shoot me a DM, Facebook, uh, an email, Instagram, whatever your vehicle is. If you need help, reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk to you. So that is... That's the messaging for today. Take back the power, reframe it, and just be honest with yourself. That's, that's what I hope. Okay, beautiful people. I have lots of fun meetings to go to now, so I am going to bid you farewell for now. I will talk. 
talk to you tomorrow. I hope that your weekend your weekend is ending wonderfully, and I will talk to you soon.